Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You. 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church affiliated layman named Michael. And that would be me. Welcome to the podcast. It is my pleasure to be here. It is, actually, this is a show we're releasing on a Sunday of the new podcast this week. Because I like to get them out there on Sunday. I think a lot of people... Uh, who are new to spiritual growth, who are really just getting into the Bible on Sundays. Maybe they're not comfortable going to church yet. Maybe they haven't uh, or they haven't been invited by any of their friends, which is something you should do if you go to church. Ask people, hey, you want to go to church with me this Sunday? I think a lot of times people would feel better going with someone that they know. It's intimidating to go in there. If you don't know anyone, you don't know what to expect, you don't know what to do, you don't want to, you know, be, no one wants to stand out. You just kind of want to go in and observe. And I know churches are great and they're welcoming, but if you've never been or you haven't had that experience in your life, some people are intimidated by it. So I think on Sunday, some people who want to get closer to God or maybe don't want to go to church, there's people that are just opposed to going to church. There are people that feel like there's a lot of hypocrites at church, that people are pious at church, and people look down upon people at church, and they're very judgmental. And I'm not denying that, that that is true in some situations. It's not everyone. I've had great experiences at church and different denominations that I've gone to throughout the years. I had a great experience for a long time. I worked in the drug and alcohol treatment um, field. Never was an addict, but but I, I just fell into that career for a while. And one of the things I got to do was take um, patients or clients to churches. And it was, I went to, I went to every different um, service at that time. And it was always really, really great to see. But if you're comfortable in church, you're comfortable in your skin uh, around the Bible, it is easier for you. And, and I think a lot of times people would come to, to uh, treatment and they would want to start reaching out to God, may they feel they want to turn their life around and that'd be a great way to do it. And they hadn't been before. So for them to have someone to go to church with them a lot of times or go to a service with them a lot of times meant a lot because it brought them comfort so they could sit there and they could get used to it. And then sooner or later that they would get to where, hey, we just take them there, let them go in and we don't have to go with them. And, you know, we could do that too. So very, very cool. I'm going to do something different today. We always address about 15 minutes of talking about the Bible on the show every single time we do it. I don't know when I do these. I'd love to say new shows every Tuesday. The plan was to do them once a week, and I did five the first week, and I don't know how many I'll do this week. But well, trust me, it's always going to be more than one, especially as I am new to this project and really fired up about doing it. But today I'm going to do something. It is the first time I have done this since we started. I'm going to break from uh, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John uh, books in the Bible that are my favorites that I've been concentrating on. And I'm going to go into the book of Acts. And Acts is a really great book. There's one part in here in particular, a, a long part of chapter 9 that we're going to get into called Saul's Conversion. Now, Saul is Paul, a.k.a. St. Paul. I'm sure you've heard probably heard of him, even if you're not incredibly familiar with the Bible. But uh, Saul was a guy who was persecuting the early Christians. And I mean, persecuting some to death. His mission was to get them all and have them flogged and have them locked up and imprisoned for breaking the Hebrew laws and preaching the teachings of Jesus. And he came around after Jesus had already been um um, crucified. So Jesus ha and then had already come back to life and then already died 
I'm not died, but but had died, came back to life, and then had already ascended into heaven. So Jesus wasn't around in Paul's time. So the, remember that the, the resurrection has already ha- happened, and the ascension into heaven has already happened when Paul even comes onto the scene. At this point, he's Saul. So let's pick it up from there in chapter nine. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul's now on the ground and he says, who are you, Lord? Uh, The voice then replied, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Now, there was a lot of people traveling with Saul at this point because he was out to round up Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem so that he could persecute them. And the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless because they all saw the same thing and they all heard the voice say those things. Uh, Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could no longer see anything. He was now blind. They led him by hand into Damascus, and for three days he was blind. He did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him, and he gave him a vision. He said, Ananias, and Ananias answered, Yes, Lord, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm that he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord then said, Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and to their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Now, at this point, Paul has been fully converted. And here's the thing, though. You got to think, Jesus comes to you and tells you to do something, and then you sit there and argue with Jesus. Whoa, 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 whoa. That guy? You Saul? That guy? That guy was coming here to arrest us all and lock us all up. You want me to go save that guy? Or Like, you're questioning Jesus. That's the reputation that Saul had. That is where Saul was. And it's funny, after uh, Saul then was baptized and then went in the streets and became the most vocal uh, preacher of Jesus's word at this point, and 
then they brought him back to Jerusalem and he went to meet the other disciples and everyone was terrified of him. They were all afraid. They're like, this, what is this guy doing here? He's not one of us. And it's, it's such an amazing story. And eventually then, you know, here comes Paul and he's out preaching with them and he gained their trust. Also, uh, when they brought him back, they said, here's what happened. Here's the story. And then the others believed and they saw him out there uh, preaching the word and then they welcomed him. But it is crazy that this guy was such a feared person to the early Christians. And I'm talking about the actual disciples of Jesus. They were still around. They were the early church. They were out there preaching and spreading the word. This guy was out there getting anyone that listened to it and started to spread the word and locking them up. And this is male or female at this point. And one thing I can say for sure, just knowing the story of uh, St. Paul is he probably became the most important figure in Christianity outside of Jesus to the early church, to the spreading of the word. He was absolutely fearless. He was persecuted every single day and he did not stop. This guy was constantly going into areas, setting up churches and moving on because they were always trying to kill him. In fact, he would get into towns he would find out they were going to kill him, and then they would sneak him out in a basket in the middle of the night in a wagon, anything they had to do, and he managed to just stay one step ahead of whoever was after him at all times. Also, he had Jesus on his side, and there is, you know, there's stories in the Bible about the angels coming down once they had all of the disciples locked up, and then they let him out, and then they all went out and started preaching again straight out from jail. The angel came in and said, hey, I'm letting you out of jail, open the gates, and they ran out and they didn't run away. They went straight back out and started preaching to the people the word of Jesus. And he was, uh, Paul spent a ton of time in jail. He was flogged, ultimately ended up being uh, executed for his faith in Jesus. But it's insane. And here's uh, one of the reasons, too, Paul is so important. He spent so much time in jail where he was guarded by the Roman guards, that he preached nonstop to the Roman guards. He converted many, many of them and really is a big part of how Christianity got its roots with the Gentiles. Remember, Paul was a Roman. He was also a Jew, so he was a Jewish Roman. And here's something else about St. Paul. We know he wrote at least seven of the books, of the 27 books of the New Testament, at least seven were concrete written by Paul, and there's some belief that he had his hands in as many as 13 or 14 of the books of the New Testament. And that's pretty impressive. That means the guy wrote about half of the New Testament. And the, you can read it, and there's so many great books in there from, from uh, St. Paul that are absolutely amazing, but he is the last guy in the world. This is Another one of those people, another example of how Jesus picks people you would never expect to deliver his message. Everything Jesus did was never what anyone expected. So you had the 12 disciples. We know they were from various backgrounds. We had fishermen. We had a tax collector, a doctor. They weren't Pharisees or church leaders of the time. The first disciples, uh, though, that was the, the first disciple that was personally recruited by Jesus after his resurrection is this guy. And this is the worst guy in the world that all of the other disciples were absolutely terrified of because he was their 
persecuting Christians left and right. That was his job, and he was really good at it, and the early Christians really feared this man. I love this story of Paul. I love this man believed, you know, once he was shown the error of his ways, he became the most devout disciple there was after that. He suffered immensely for his newfound faith, but Jesus said as he did it, he said, I'm going to show him how much he has to suffer in my name, and he did. He was flogged, he was imprisoned, he was ultimately executed, and was chased out of every town that he was in, and he never wavered. He never wavered. And if you read the stories that he writes, uh, the letters that he would write to the Corinthians and, and so many you know, the church where he'd set up a church and leave and he'd come back, but he'd send them letters and they were the most positive, uplifting things. And most of them were written from jail as this guy was in jail and he was joyed to be in jail and joyed to still be spreading the word of Jesus while he was locked up. And I find the story of Paul to be one of those ones where I say, and I'll tell people, if I have friends who are non-believers or casual believers, I'll tell them, you better find God before God finds you. Because if God chooses you to do something for him, he has a way of getting your attention. And even if that means Jesus himself comes down from heaven and knocks you off your high horse, he's going to get your attention. I don't think any of us have a job that will be as important as what Paul's was, but I don't care what it is. He's going to get your attention and and you're probably not going to like it. It's better if you go and you know God and you have a dialogue with God and you talk to God. In my opinion, this is, remember, I am no theologian here. I am not trained. I have no education in this. But it is my opinion that it is a better way for you to have a relationship with God if you start it, if you reach out to God, because he's going to welcome you no matter what. But if he wants you and you're not like receptive to the message, bad things happen. And And... To expound on the theory now, to sidebar myself from the story of Paul, I'll give you this. So many times I will talk to people, and I, I know a lot of people. I know more people that are non-believers than believers, to be honest with you. And they will give you this of why they don't believe. They think that uh, if there was really God or really Jesus, why is there so much suffering in the world? And why do bad things happen to good people and something horrible has happened to them or someone they truly love who was a good person has died and they blame God. And I'll tell you for myself and most everyone that I know, suffering in bad times can bring forth the most spiritual growth in your life. I know I've always been grateful to God for the abundance I have in my life, for the good things in my life, but I'm never closer to God than when I'm troubled or I'm seeking to get an answer or guidance on something or I'm just hurt and and reach out in prayer. It is the most comforting and the closest relationship I have to God, to Jesus at that time. And I believe that to be true for more people. I believe your spiritual growth comes from suffering, and that's because of the way we are. That's not because God is some evil, twisted, sadistic uh, creator. And Jesus loves us and paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. So that that was a little bit of a sidebar from Acts uh, chapter 9. But really read that story. I love the story of Saul, a.k.a. St. Paul. And I hope you will too. I encourage you to pick up the Bible and read it. Go over any of these stories and find something that really stands out to you or something that relates to your story. That's what 
happens a lot of times too when you go to church and you'll hear the the priest or the preacher or the pastor give their sermon something will jump you're like man that was meant for me today i was meant to hear this so go to church pick up the bible read it and talk to god because i know that god wants to talk to you i will be back with another show here very very soon i thank you for listening to this one and if you want to reach out to us here's how you could do it god bless you guys If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.